Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. Today where I try a little whiskey share a little of my weird. This is um, episode eight. Um, I have titled this one, Weird Runs in the Family, because I do have a special guest, um, which I did share. I'll, I'm going to introduce her in just a minute. Um, hello to all of those who are listening a little later uh, on the podcast, and hello to everyone who will watch us later. If you're joining in now, please feel free to comment and leave um, leave some uh, questions if you have all of that fun stuff. So as, as I usually do, I'm going to start by uh, blessing my space a little bit. Uh, make sure that all goes well. Um, and if, you, if you've been listening in, you understand why I do this. I have a little sage. Yeah, there we go. A little Palo Santo. Um, yeah, I just like to clear the space a little bit. Um, I tend to have a lot of energy <laughs> around me that I may or may not want. So this is a great way for me to kind of remove the energy that is not serving me and doesn't serve what I want to accomplish here today in this podcast. And... Um, also to call forth the energy that does. So, so yeah, a little Palo Santo, right? All right, so that's, that's there. We'll let that burn for a minute. So if you see weird things across my screen, it's not ghosts. It's um, actually just smoke from the stage in Palo Santo. Um, if you're watching, say hi. Say hi, you guys. Um, I know this is a weird, this is a weird, um, time and day for whiskey and weird and so I hope maybe I'll get some some folks who can chime in and say hello um, that usually can't but I set this time um, because I have invited my sister Kelly um, she's a, a she's my sister and she is one of my favorite people in the world and she's weird like me and we have a lot of um, synchronistic weirdness, which is um, what we'll talk a little bit about today. And um, and she's in the UK. So it's kind of hard. I wanted to find a time that worked well for her and for me. Um, plus, she has um, three little kids. So, you know, I had to have a little compassion there for her. So hi to Emily. Hello, Sean. Yes, hello, weirdos. Welcome to a midday Sunday, um, or at least... Uh, Pacific Standard Time it is. I know we have people, well, Kelly's on the opposite side of the world, and Emily, you're a few hours ahead of us, right? Um, Sean's in the same time zone, so that's cool. So, let's get started with the whiskey today, you guys, um, before I bring my sister on. So, I am trying the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve today. Um, I've had a number of people recommend it, and and as you know, this is this is like one of my favorite scotches. It goes down so easily, so I want to try um, all their great varietals, and so I'm going to try this one today. So let's see how it goes. Now this one um, 
it's a single malt as I believe all Glenlivet is, is single malt, right? So, um, and it's finished in barrels that held Caribbean rum. So I don't know what you guys think. Uh, you know what? I, Pirates of the Caribbean is like one of my favorite movies. Mmm. Lovely right out of the bottle. It's very fruity. It almost smells like it's going to taste like juice. Chime in if you've ever tried tried this one, Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve. Chime in, chime in. So I'm going to go ahead and pour a little here. Now, I shared on my page that I recently did a tasting at Woodenville Whiskey. So while I was there, I bought the perfect little tasting glass for this experience. So I'm going to do my little smelling, right? Hmm. Check it out. Check it out. I'm a little congested. I've been eating dairy a lot the last few days, so we'll see how the smelling part goes. Yeah, definitely. So it's 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 always interesting to to open the bottle and then to smell it again in the glass. So I'm going to get my nose down in there. Yeah, you know, you definitely get the rum. And still fruity. It just, it's just fruity. So let's see how the tasting goes. Mm. Interesting. Um, I'm not going to lie. Not the most exciting whiskey drinking experience I've had. Um, but I mean, in terms of expecting something a little more, I guess. I guess I was expecting um, something. The um, On the finish is when I got really the, the rum taste. Um, and it was, it was a pretty tame finish. Not, it didn't burn a lot. Um, and it's not bad. It's not bad because, and it, it's so mild, like honestly, right? Glenlivet scotch is so mild. Um, but as far as being some really unique experience with the Caribbean rum, I can't really say that I'm having that experience, but you know, that's okay, right? So anyway, slanje. Um... So I'd love to hear from people who are watching now or watching later who have tried this and what you thought. Like I said, I think maybe I was expecting something really different. Um, it's, it is the goodness I would expect from Glenlivet Scotch, but um, nothing extraordinary. So, you know, but not everything can be extraordinary, right? That would be boring. So I'm going to bring my sister in. Um, and share a little about her for a minute, and then we're just going to start chatting. We got some good stuff to share with you. I know it. Um, so let's see. Let's find her. My beautiful sister, Kelly. So this is my sister, Kelly. She currently lives in a really quaint little cute town in England called Leighton Buzzard. Um, maybe she'll share a cool fact or two about that cool place. I've gotten to visit her once there. Um, but as I said, that's why we um, arranged this this different time. Um, Kelly is my my little sister, 
And um, we, we, well, we've been close for a long time. We shared a bedroom until, until I was like 12 or 13. There's about what, six and a half years between us. And so we shared a bedroom and then we have three older siblings, but the three of them were kind of off doing their own thing um, pretty early on. So Kelly and I, we got stuck together a lot of times, right? I, I had to watch her sometimes. And <laughs> she has some good stories about me babysitting. I know at least one. Um, so I don't know if she wants to share because, you know. I was, a, I was a good kid, secret keeper. You were <laughs> I don't have any secrets. What are you talking about? <laughs> You are a good little sister, but I think we were, what what Kelly and I have come to understand is that we were meant to be sisters, I think, right? We, um, but yeah, we have a lot, there's a lot of things that we have very similar or a lot of things in recent years that are really similar. And I don't know, we, I just love her a lot. I wish she was closer and she seemed like the perfect person to have on here. And I'll tell you a little more about why. Uh, I want to share it so you'll see our little names on there. I, I maybe Kelly, you'll remember when and where this came be, but came to be. But for as long as I can remember, we've had these nicknames for each other: Bubba Head and ColecoVision. Well, of course, the ColecoVision comes from ColecoVision, right? Those the systems, gaming systems from way back when. But I have no idea why. But we still refer to that how, however many years later. Uh, Emily says, hello, Aunt Kelly. Um, I don't know if you can see those. Um, so, yeah. So, just it was just kind of seemed perfect because it's weird. I mean, I'm sure there are other people that have weird nicknames for their, for their siblings. Well, I, I, remember, I remember how you always called me ColecoVision. And when I was little, I decided, well, I want to have a nickname for you. Mm-hmm. And so then I randomly made up Bubba Head. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just that I was a, a little deciding that's going to be your nickname, Bubba Head. And it and it is forever. And we and like we actually call each other that when we're together. Like not not all the time, but you know we'll be like, hey, Coleco Vision. It's just really funny. It just comes out. So um, yeah, I think it's perfect. It seems incredibly perfect, right? So. So Kelly is, so she's married to a lovely um, British bloke. And um, I have a friend who's going to listen in today, Kelly, to see if your accent has changed. But, you know, maybe we just talk like this for the whole time and then everyone will be really confused, right? <laughs> but she's married to um, a feller, a feller named Pete, and they have three beautiful children. You want to tell us a little bit about your family, Kelly? Yes. Um my husband was, well, he's English, but he worked for the foreign office for a long time, so we've lived all over. So I've lived outside of the U.S. for over a decade now. We've lived on four continents now, so I've lived in Bahrain in the Middle East with him, and England, and China for three years. And China's where I had my twins, my oldest daughter I had here in England. Here they all are at the start of their school year. Yay! Uniforms. Ashton, Evelyn, and Charlotte. Here's my hubby. This is from our holiday. Sorry, that's what we say. Vacation. (laughs) I use all the British words now. So holiday equals vacation for everybody that didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are weird. No, I'm just kidding. I (laughs) I get it. I totally get it. 
Aw, so her kids are, are pretty awesome. They're they're really super. Charlotte's six, and I have boy-girl twins who are three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, aw, thanks, Kelly, they for sharing. What's that? They keep me busy. Of course, of course. So, um, so Kelly, I, I absolutely love having Kelly around because any anyone who's a weirdo out there <laughs> knows how hard it is to find people that you can just talk about things with that really nobody else is going to understand or they're going to roll their eyes or they'll they'll stare at you with their mouth agape, not really listening to everything you hear. But Kelly and I many times during the week leave messages going, I have to tell you this because you're the only one who will understand. <laughs> like, right, Kelly? Like all the time. Um, uh Sean says he can hear some British going on. He can hear he can hear that little bit of an accent. Um, uh, so yeah, we do. We talk a lot. But what's what's often the weird thing that I want to get at a little bit today is just the connection that Kelly and I have. Um, and you can speak to it too. Like, um, I've shared on this um, podcast that I um, I can often um, feel other people right. Um, and but Kelly and I across the ocean <laughs> can feel each other sometimes. So um, even even before this, I was having this interesting sense of, of not really anxiety, but a little nervous, you know, anticipation. So the first thing I said to Kelly, I was like, are you a little nervous? And she's like, well, more excited. But I definitely was feeling that because it wasn't mine. And, I've you know, I've also talked about how I've come to understand the difference between what is my stuff and what's hers so it's just kind of fascinating because now it's completely gone right like I'm sure you feel better because you're here and you just don't know what to expect but um but we have this connection so we have a lot of um interesting similar experiences um but mostly we have a lot of um uh synchronistic experiences where we'll have things that are almost like messages I think for the for the both of us um and don't you agree kelly don't we have a lot of that yeah it happens happens all the time yeah like or or i'll wake up thinking about something that you were doing just like the other day <laughs> so yeah so the so the most recent is okay so my weird family were were having a um thanksgiving and it was just a small group it was the the bubble for the most part and uh we it was but we had the windows and the doors open in the house right to to increase ventilation at one point i turn around and my sister has this long beautiful fur coat on and i was like what the heck what are you doing it's because she was cold so then next thing we know my mom has to get another fur coat on and they all show the picture later so the two of them um had a uh, had their fur coats on I took a picture with them and I shared it with Kelly with a little caption that said which one of these is not like the other I don't know if anyone remembers that from Sesame Street because like, I wasn't wearing a fur coat but it was funny and my family's weird they're silly that way way but Kelly tell us tell us why this ended up being extra weird <clears throat> because I didn't sleep very well that night, and because well, I slept okay, and then my one of my kids woke up about four in the morning yelling out for me, so I got up to check on her, and then after that, I didn't get back to sleep, and I randomly found myself thinking about my mom's fur coat, <laughs> and I was like thinking about all these random things, like you know, 
what people think of fur coats these days and like <laughs> just all these random things at like 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, why am I thinking about my mother's fur coat? This is the most random thing, like thinking, you know, just having all these thoughts about it. And then I wake up later that morning and I see the picture and my sister has sent me a picture of my sister and my mom in their fur coats and I'm like, what? I was yeah. thrown away. I was like, this is so bizarre. Like it, That is pretty bizarre, right? Weirdos chime in. Is that not weird? I mean, how often does that kind of happen? I don't... It, I don't really remember the last time I thought about my mom's fur coats, so it was a pretty random thought. Right? I don't know the last time I thought about it either, but I experienced I mean, them. I don't know how many people still have mothers who have fur coats either, so... Well, we don't know because they, they keep them hidden away, right? Because, yeah... yeah. Um, All the animal rights activists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom did ask me if I thought it would be safe for her to wear it to the tasting room, and I I didn't really know how to answer that question. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is Seattle, Washington, so probably not a great idea. Um, but anyway, so I just think it's weird, a, a completely random. But I don't believe coincidental. I think there's a reason that you had that show up. And I think part of it is maybe because my my inner reaction to it was probably, you know, pretty strong. Like not, not, I don't know. I just, I don't know how to explain it, but it was something like you tend, we tend to really sense each other's when we're really kind of thinking about something a lot, right? Um or we have, what's really weird too, is sometimes we have dreams that are really similar in terms of message. I think it was just last week. Um, we had, we both had um, dreams, like I had a recurring dream that I've had and it was one where I am, I get the part in a show, like singing and dancing. And throughout the entire dream, I just keep um, uh, forgetting to go on stage like forgetting my cues or I get on stage and I can't remember the words like all of this stuff is just happening in there and you had a dream with a similar underlying kind of message right Kelly this last week do you remember well, yeah, I woke up. well first of all I've had vivid dreams my entire life and no one ever wants to hear about my dreams Except I for still me. remember like a dream I had from when I was four or five when we lived in Germany with the Incredible Hulk and his matching brother, red brother in it. They were chasing us around the school that we were going to school at the time. I don't know why I still remember that, but so this is why I love my sister Lauren as well, because she's the one person that will actually like listen to my dreams. <laughs> Cause everyone else is just like, okay, stop talking now. <laughs> That's great. You're fascinating. Dreams all the time. This is boring. So yeah, I was having, I, I'm, I can't even remember now what it was. It was an anxiety dream, and it was just one of those where I just kept not getting where I needed to be. And I just remember at one point, and I was feeling anxious, like, in my dream. And I remember actually while I was dreaming, saying to myself, Kelly, it's just a dream. You don't have to be anxious. You can wake up now if you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, very conscious while I was dreaming. Like, and, and I can do that, too, where I have lucid dreams where... I'll make myself fly if I'm trying to get away from someone or having trouble getting up somewhere and yeah, I switch around what's happening. But So it was really weird because I think we had those dreams like in the, I mean, we don't sleep at the same time, right? But they were the same within the same 24 hour period. 
And mine for the first time, like I've only become really aware of lucid dreaming recently. I don't know that I wasn't doing it before, but I'm just becoming more con- cognizant and of, of when I'm doing it. And in this dream, for the first time, I had a moment where I was like saying to myself, why are you having this dream again? Like I was talking to myself and I eventually, you know, came out of it um, because I realized that um, I think I've uh, I've been talking with you a lot, Kelly, about the shadow work that I'm doing and how I've uncovered what my my shadow is, this sense of unworthiness. And I was like, it was like this huge light bulb went off on my head that that dream was entirely about that, like getting a part in a show and not feeling worthy of it at all. So therefore, I was just forgetting all of these things. And um, which is another interesting kind of synchronicity, because you and I have talked that we kind of share this same kind of shadow <clears throat> that manifests in different ways. But it's really kind of it's the same shadow our whole family deals with, really, which we can talk more about later. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think yours is is that same kind of thing. Like, I don't have to feel this way. <laughs> like, this doesn't have to be to be this way, right? This is the lesson in waking life. I keep trying to teach myself as well. That, no, that's exactly it. And so, you know, we go we go to sleep at night and that, you know, dreams are powerful there for many of us are the only time that we're going to get those messages, but we have to be willing to listen, but they'll be willing to listen to them all the time too. So, um, there's a lot of people on here talking about dreams. Of course I did the episode on dreams and deja vu. So I know there's a lot of people that <clears throat> get that sense and appreciate their dreams and have lucid, um, dreams. Uh, Jacqueline just asked, I think she got on here a little later. Jacqueline, we did share our nicknames earlier. Um, so if you go back and listen, but if I have a minute, I'll try to revisit that, um, to, um, how we came up with those. So yeah, that's our other sister, our older weird sister. Um, we're all weird. We're all, we we are all weird, right? Jacqueline in our, in very similar and very different ways. So, um, I wanted to talk like a little more about, I wanted to share a story actually about Kelly, um, and one of the 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 weird the weird things about her that we discovered really on and and Kelly you can speak a little bit about this because I think you have you have premonition dreams sometimes and you can share a little bit more about what you've experienced but so when I was about 13 years old um uh we had moved back to the state so we're we're military brats and we had um you know lived overseas for a few years where we shared our cute little room with the Winnie the Pooh decals on this <laughs> on the walls and apparently we used to talk to each other in our sleep um so which I think is an interesting conversation to talk about why we why that would be um and we could save that for later but uh but Kelly we were I remember being in the kitchen and I every, you know how everyone remembers things a little bit differently but I remember really significantly that Kelly was sitting on the counter in the kitchen and she like, I think she had a a knife in her hand or something. She was only like five or six years old and we were like cooking dinner or doing something. And she made some weird comment. Again, this is how I remember it, but enough of this story aligns with the the family um, that we know something strange happened here. And she made some comment about, killing herself like I'm gonna kill myself but not in a not in a like a real way it was almost like she was kind of just being silly or whatever and you know we I don't remember how we reacted to it um 
but it was just sometime later, um, and Jacqueline's chiming in that she recalls this too. It was just sometime later that we got the call that our uncle Tommy had taken his own life. Um, and so that was, that was one of the first, I mean, we all kind of went, well, that's really strange. And some people of course say, oh, that's just a coincidence. Well, one, Kelly, I think you and I would both agree. There's no such thing as a coincidence. I mean, the, the idea that, um, a message like that would come into your head at the age of five or six years old, um, really was just kind of an illustration of the kind of connection that you have with the people like that you have with me when you get things and they don't really make sense to you till later but somebody's trying to convey this is happening or this has happened um, and it comes out to you it comes out in a way that we are able to interpret them so Kelly I don't know if you remember that at all or if you want to speak a little to if if you can recall because I know it's hard to remember but I know you've had other moments where you've had kind of these premonition um dreams that you and I you have them more than I ever have so I don't know if you if you if you're totally at a loss I get it because sometimes when you're called on the spot you're like "I, I can't remember any of these but do you remember that at all I don't remember. Everyone's told me the story a million times, though, of course. Um, yeah. But I don't. I don't remember it. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever really known this about me until probably we started talking about it more since we've been older. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of you know you being an empath and me having those same feelings. Like I remember when I was in my early twenties, um, working in LA. For a short period of time and the guy I worked with in the office he came in and it was just a normal day and I only saw him walk and sit down in his desk but like I went and asked him if he was all right and later that day he kind of opened up to me that he had had a really hard night the night before and he's like how did how did you know that how did you know something was was not right with me <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything different necessarily but that's like the first memory where I started to become aware of like how I could just pick up on how people are feeling or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I'm not sure about the dream stuff. I've just always had really vivid dreams. Um, I remember I told you the other day that I had a dream that, um, that dad passed away. Mm -hmm. But those dreams are always like, um, they always feel sad, but for some reason this particular one didn't, feel the same way as emotional but what is weird about it is that right after having that dream within like three days I've had two different friends whose dads have died and um another one whose dad was in a really bad car accident and so Mm -hmm. that kind of freaks me out a little bit because I'm like I don't know I mean that that could be coincidence I don't know but I just and maybe I'm just more aware of it because I had that dream but it is it is a lot like it is it is a bit weird to me that kind of stuff just kind of freak you out a little bit well I think you and I when I think about the premonition dreams so you mentioned we talk about our dreams a lot because we're both really aware and I think we kind of bounce things off because we're we're you know attuned enough that sometimes you recognize something in my dream that I need that I didn't see myself and vice versa right so um and so I think what I've noticed about your dreams and we've had these conversations and maybe looking back at a dream journal or something it might come up where you realize that that was 
that and it's never it's not you don't have premonition dreams like airplane crashes and things like that but like something that's coming down the road and then later you're like oh you know I didn't realize that would happen and so I can't really think of any in, in particular I just know that you and I have had that conversation where I'm like I think you have premonition dreams like somebody's trying to give you a hint of what's to come and I get premonitions I don't, I don't have them in dreams so much. I get information put in my like thoughts that like two, three weeks later, or even a couple of years later, I'm like, oh, that like, I didn't realize what that was. And I think part of this process, right, is, um, is trying to understand how we receive information so that we can interpret it. I, I know a lot in my Reiki training, that's what we're practicing is how does this information show up to me? So that then I can convey it to the person it's meant to to um, to get, you know, to receive it um, because it it's different for everybody. So I think for you, I mean, that's really fascinating and intriguing that a few of your friends um, had that happen. I don't I don't think that's a coincidence at all. And it might be worth like meditating, like why why did I receive it in that respect? Um and we, Kelly and I did talk too about how when you have dreams about people dying, it's usually not a premonition, um, but is more a, 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 like a symbol of something about your relationship, your, an aspect of your relationship with that person is changing and not in a good or bad way. It's just different. So which kind of makes a little bit of sense um, with some things going on in our lives right now. So um, that's pretty fascinating, though, Kelly. Actually, I, was, I, I, I was just thinking of something. Um dream-wise, because when um, Pete and I lived in Bahrain, we were pretty sure that our first apartment that we lived in was haunted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I have no doubt that it was. And, like, because we, we were fine, but in our bedroom, like, when I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I always had to turn the light on. Like, I was always freaked out, which is just not normal for me. And so is Pete. He used to have dreams about ghosts all the time. And he had that, like, alarm clock um, that was one of, like, a really old alarm clock. And we thought, oh, it's just dying. Because it was always, like, he'd reset it and always be, like, slow by 20 minutes. But then when we moved to a new house, his alarm clock worked fine. But there was one particular night where we had gone to sleep and we had just been watching um, Oliver, the musical, you know, with um, the creepy, um, what was his name, that character... Finnegan, is it Finn? I don't know. Oh. Anyway, um, and so I had that really creepy character in my head when I went to sleep, and I was dreaming about him, mm-hmm. and this really creepy thing happened, where in my dream, I, this character was saying some to, something to me in this, like, um, really creepy voice, and he asked me a question, and then Pete, out of his sleep, grabs my arm, and answers the question that was being asked in my dream. Uh, <laughs> that was the craziest shit I've ever experienced. I was like, <laughs> it was just like, he is, isn't he? Like, in a really weird voice as well. I was just like, what in God's name is happening? So in <laughs> so case you're wondering. Who lived there and they, they told us later they thought it was haunted as well. In case you're wondering, Kelly's, hus- Kelly's husband, Pete, is weird, too. Oh, I'm sorry, Kelly, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, lots of weird things happen in that apartment. And our dog used to bark all the time in the middle of the night, and then he never did it in the new house. So, 
yeah, it was it was a weird place. Yeah. So but yeah, that was an interesting like connection to my dreaming. I thought that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, it, it, those things really show up. Um, but you, so you you mentioned Pete. We're not going to talk a lot about him because we don't have his permission. But clearly you know, he's attuned to you in some way, right? So our sister Jacqueline asked about how about the visits from Nana. Now, have you had visits from Nana? I know, I know Pete has. And, um, and I don't know if that's if she knows something about you that I don't. So I'm asking you. Well, I, I have, I have. um, I mean, yeah, I won't go into it, because he probably doesn't want me sharing that those stories. Yeah, no, that's fine. um, but there is one particular one. So I have this cardigan that belonged to Nana, mm-hmm. this like bright pink one that I wear sometimes. And funnily enough, like side story is that my friend Colleen also had a white one, this very same exact cardigan that belonged to her grandmother. And we were both wearing it in our dorms at college. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's really random. We're like, we both had our grandmother's cardigans, which is a bit random. But um, so this cardigan, I was, I was going to sleep it was not long it was only I don't know two months after we'd had Charlotte and it was the first time we'd moved her into her own room and she was still really young and a lot of people keep their babies in but our our house is so small that it was just right next door and we had you know Mm -hmm. you could hear anything and we just none of us were sleeping very well in the same room together so we put her in the other room but I remember I was really nervous about it I felt really self-conscious like I'm being a horrible mother because I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I prayed to Nana because I feel like she's one of our guides or, absolutely. and I just remembered praying to her and saying, you know, please just give me peace about this and watch over Charlotte and let us have a good night's rest. And as I was doing that, um, I saw in, it was a little video, um, that went onto her bed, you know, the, I'm totally forgetting the name of them, the monitor. Oh, yeah. The baby monitor. And right after I said that little prayer, I just checked on Charlotte, and I saw this little, like, floating light. I don't know what it was. It just went like this and then crossed the screen. And I've never seen anything like it before or after that. It was mm-hmm. very strange. And, and then that night when I went to sleep, Pete woke up the next morning and he told me he had a dream that he saw that cardigan sitting on our bed, which to both of us symbolizes my grandmother. So, mm-hmm. and it was just, and after I did that, I just felt this sense of peace. And so like, I definitely have those. I also think, I also swear I saw her when I was giving birth to Charlotte, which I only had um, gas and air. And I was just kind of in my own world breathing. And I swear I saw nana like they're standing you know not like it's just kind of like a a shadow wasn't I couldn't see her face or anything but I just had the sense that she was there so yeah no I I get that because I you 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 see them in your mind's eye and you see something there it's it's you know anybody out there who has experienced something knows what we're talking about so I now that you mentioned that I think I especially remember the story about the the monitor um 
And uh, for those of you who are listening or watching in, this is uh, our Nana that we I've mentioned earlier um, on one of my previous podcasts that we caught the picture of in the theater when we had just done a concert in her honor. So she definitely shows up to our family all the time. Um, one way that sh- I know she's around me all the time is I see the number 710. Um, which is the numbers from the house where she lived for many, many, many years. And they'll just show up at kind of like, it kind of shows up for me the way like rainbows show up. When I see a rainbow, it's always when I really just kind of needed some sort of nudge or affirmation that things are going to be okay. Like to say, hey, I'm just checking in. I'm here. So, um, so yeah, I agree with you, Kelly. I think she's definitely one of our spirit, spirit guides. She's, she's around all of us. <clears throat> Don't you have that story about that necklace that you lost that she gave you and then you found it again like in some random Yeah. Yeah, well, it had it I um I had this necklace. It was a heart. Um it, yeah. yeah, like I think so Karen had it and she gave it to me and said this is this was Nana's and I you know, I think you should have it. Well, it was in, I don't remember why it was in, I think maybe I had worn it and then took it off for some reason. And it was in the, um, the door, the, the, like the, you know, little pocket in the door of our car and our car got broken into and a bunch of stuff was stolen, including that necklace. Well, then sometime later, I mean, this was a while ago. This was a long time ago. This happened. I found that necklace in my jewelry box and, um, and I, I, you know, you can say, oh, well, it was probably there all the time. But I remember distinctly when when the car got broken into, that was one of the first things I thought of because it was my Nana. So I know it had been in the car um, and it just, you know, it just showed up later. We don't know how that happens. But, you know, here's the thing. It doesn't matter to me if someone else believes that story. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Right. It's whether or not it's what it means to us, because that's that's the message meant for us. Um, I know that Jacqueline had um, a really empowered story um, regarding um, a ring, too, in the same way where um, and Jacqueline, you can chime in in the comments if you want um, where she. uh She was worried about a ring that our Nana had given her and Nana showed up with Karen in a dream to Karen who knew nothing about it. Karen is our other weird sister and she showed up and she called Jacqueline and said, I have this message from Nana for you. And, you know, like, she, like she knew it was about the ring. Um, so Jacqueline says, yeah, I had Nana's wedding ring, a sapphire surrounded by diamonds and she lost it. And she, and she was, um, just ho- felt horrible about it. Um, and didn't Karen didn't, didn't, nobody knew. Yeah. She was probably embarrassed and right. With all the, sh- all the shame that we feel in our family. <laughs> um, so she, she, um, didn't tell anybody, but Karen, Nana showed up to Karen and, and, and kind of gave a little information. Just tell, tell Jacqueline, I know, and it's okay. And Jacqueline knew exactly what she was talking about. So we, Nana's just all over the place for us, right? She's, she's there. And I, you know what? It's just, it's wonderful. It's beautiful to, to know that you, that people that you cared about in this lifetime, you know, still exist for you, I think, beyond, beyond this lifetime. So, um, Kelly, I don't know if you saw your friend Jennifer Day said, hi, Kelly. Um, so hopefully Kelly has. Emily, Emily remembered the name of that character. It was Fagin. Oh yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, what is that? Fagin. Okay. Thanks, Emily. Um, Yeah. 
So yeah, so she she shows up all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of more synchronicities. I probably should have listed them out because Kelly and I have them all the time. Weird thing, that weird thing with Princess Diana. Do you remember when we both had those weird? It was a year or two ago, and you would watch some episode about her, but then I had some. This is going to be bad. This is going to be like trying to tell a joke. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we roll in our family. But but somehow in the family, we all know exactly what each other is talking about, right? (laughs) But but our listeners don't. But oh, gosh, I'm going to have to think about this. I mean, I think it happens so often. And so you keep thinking if you can remember. And I'm going to say I think the point of of these things and these stories is not so much the story themselves, but how, how they show up, like where we have a story and then we see something else and, and it totally, it all connects. Like Kelly and I do this all the time, even in days in a row, like, oh, this, I, I read this little poem and then this showed up and then I pulled this card and then I saw this beautiful rose. Like we had this thing a couple of weeks ago, or it just felt like this message was coming through in multiple ways for both of us. Um, and we have that like all the time. Even I think even now to the, to the point, Kelly, that we just almost probably take it for granted, which is yeah. why we don't really remember all of it. We should start writing some of them down because we could write a book about the synchronicities yeah I don't know did you remember did it come to you no No, I can't because I remember you I remember sharing something it was when you lost keys or something I don't it had to do with lost keys and princess (laughs) so okay so is this when I lost my keys for work yes yes so when I I lost there was some aspect where I I had some I either lost keys or I knew something and then you said you had lost key. I don't know. It was, it was one of those, like, yeah, it, it's the kind of stuff that happens to us all the time. And it's almost like an affirmation. Well, maybe I'll tell the, I'll tell the story about these keys. Cause it was kind of a weird thing for me. Um, so, and maybe it'll trigger that for you, but I, I, so I was working at a place, um, that I realized early on wasn't going to be the right fit for me. And I was really kind of troubled by it. Like I was like, is this, is this what I should be doing? And a lot of it was more of a, not just that location, but, but exactly what I was doing. So I've, I've been, I felt called to be doing something a little different than what I had been doing, particularly teaching in a classroom or whatever. So anyway, I had literally been asking for a sign of whether or not I should stay in this job beyond this year. Like I was like, I was really troubled by it because, you know, it was not a horrible job. The people there were lovely. It was a decent pay, but I wasn't getting the joy out of it that I really wanted. And and of course, as you know, you mentioned, I think earlier, Kelly, all of this is about, about trusting and feeling worthy of our, cho- you know, worthy and all of this stuff, these messages that bombard us. So anyway, it was actually Halloween last year. And, um, I always wear my my school keys always around my neck on my pink my pink Seahawks lanyard. Well, I I I'd never take them off at school for any reason. There's no reason for me to, and especially cuz I have to lock the door as I leave and whatever. So, um all I know is that the next morning when I went to leave for work, my keys were not where I leave them. And I, again, I, when it comes to certain things, I'm very ritualistic. Like I always walk in the door, especially put all my keys right in the same place so that I don't, 
um, forget them. So I, I never found those keys ever. And I, and I know what happened in kind of the days to follow that was, okay, I feel like this, (laughs) this is an answer. This is the sign telling me to to not come back here. And I don't know, I imagine that whatever it was that you're recalling, Kelly, had something to do with affirming that message for me, because I got it multiple times. Um, And, uh, and what's funny is then I got another key, I got a replacement key for my classroom. And it it disappeared like it it disappeared from the the like a really small space in the building that somebody would have found it and it came off of a keychain that was entirely impossible for a key to come off of <laughs> i will take a picture of it um and so and i never found that key either and and again it was because i was questioning um hi joel joel says hi bubba head um if you're wondering about that name you can uh you can listen in <laughs> You can listen in to the replay. Um, so, but I was wondering, I was second guessing. So again, my key went missing. So, um, it, you know, it, I think these signs come in and then, but Kelly, I remember what it was. you did. Okay. Yay. I was hoping you would. So because it was, it was the same, it was like the same day. And I remember it was my story that prompted you to tell me that story, which, which happened like within the day or two of mine. Uh-huh. And so I, I left to drop the kids off at school it was a work day for me. I was meant to be working from home and getting some stuff done. And just recently, Pete had, because like the doors in England, you like put the key in and you can lock from either side. It's not like you, you don't turn like a, a lock or anything. And they automatically lock themselves anyway. But if you have a key on one side, he had started doing it recently because there had been some burglaries. So at night he was putting the key in and locking it. And in my haste, like dealing with the kids, the key had been in there, but it hadn't, it's not something I was used to. And so I just, I I, I remember thinking I need to take that out and I didn't. And I left, dropped the kids off, went to the grocery store. It came back and realized I couldn't get my key in the keyhole. So I couldn't unlock the door. And um, so then I had to figure out, and then I realized, so but then a locksmith, I had to call a locksmith. Like, I was literally two hours outside. I was. I had to find someone who could come. Took him half an hour to get there, and then he tried everything to get in. But the problem was, because the key was on the other side, he couldn't do anything. Like, because you can't get a key in to unlock it from the front. I had my keys, mm-hmm. but because the key was on the other side, he couldn't do anything. And I remember it was like, it cost like 200 pounds to fix. He literally had to drill through the keyhole to get the handle off and it was like a huge mess and it like took two hours out of my work day I remember I was bawling my eyes out (laughs) (laughs) and I just remember telling you this and like this is so weird because just yesterday I lost my keys and I've had and it was right at the same time as that and it's like always these like these kind of synchronistic stories where we're like having trouble with the same a similar thing yes yeah why 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 are we both having issues with keys yeah it happens all the time but did you remember the princess diana part because now i'm really intrigued (laughs) i'm sure story because obviously it might have been but i I just remembered i guess it really that really just speaks that show you watched where um that little boy thought he Oh yeah. 
when I watched the show about the kids that um that can remember their previous lives, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I, I'm I, I think I had dreamt about Princess Diana or something, and then I don't know. It's just all these weird things where we have just really odd like. <laughs> Like, like random, like, oh, yeah, I dreamt about Princess Diana. Oh, yeah, I just watched a show about her last night where this weird kid thought that he knew her. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens. It's so bizarre. But I think I think the coolest thing is, like, we we just have, like, we we just sense, we know things about each other. Or, like, if we have a feeling, we're like, okay, that might be Kelly. And, and I think it's really cool. And we kind of have joked before, right, that maybe we were twins in a past life or something. Um, who knows? But, you know, it's interesting because I think that I do believe that, you know, our souls travel lifetimes together. So clearly we've known each other for a really long time. And, um, and just like with our whole family, you know, we all, we choose the people that we're, that we're spending the time with or whatever. But I think this, the synchronicities are super cool. And I wish more people were, you know, open to paying attention to them because I think you can, you can agree. Maybe, you know, you can share your own, but when you have these, these things that happen, um, that just kind of go, okay, I feel like I'm on the right path. And so the most recent one for me was, I had, and this is totally random, but, uh, you know, it can't be a coincidence. I think I shared this with you and maybe you can think of one cool one that you can think of for yourself. But so I watched this little girl a um, couple of days a week and kind of randomly, I was like, I, she loves to sing all the time. So one time I thought of, this was a couple of weeks ago, I thought of that old Muppets you know, that old Muppets skit, mono, mono, do, do, you know, that one. And so I started singing it and she, her eyes lit up and she looked at me and she's like, what song is that? So I showed her the video and she decided we needed to learn it. And we did. And it, I have an, an adorable recording of her singing this with me. And, um, and then like two days later, um, actually it was the day I was doing my whiskey tasting out at Woodenville. The two ladies that I was with, we decided to grab something to eat afterwards because we were heading back to work. And in the parking lot, we come across somebody's license plate that says, mana mana. And I was like, what are the friggin' odds of that? <laughs> like within this week period. And then on top of that, my friend, um, Seth, he paints rocks and, you know, just he's kind of doing it to pass the time during COVID and shared like a group that he had painted. And lo and behold, there's one of that little skit. And I was like, OK, and, and it's, I think the cool thing about these kind of synchronicities are not so much about saying, you you know, Manamana, it needs to be a part of your life. But to say you're on the right path, you're in the right plot place, you're moving on the right trajectory. And that's kind of how I feel. And I, I love it. I think it's really fun. And it kind of it kind of just relaxes me a little bit to have those little funny, funny reminders. Um, but I don't know if you've had any good ones recently for you, Kelly. Well, I don't know about recently, but <clears throat> I find it really interesting because this year I got this, um, which seems very um, apt, but this past year, last year, I bought this planner for myself, which mm-hmm. is called the slow planner. Nice. And um, the slow year planner. And then, when I went to summer camp, not this past summer, but the year before, um, just before we left, the, the gals I was in the cabin with, we all pulled a card from my friend's, you know, oracle deck. And I got this one that was um, a snail. And 
then after that, like, um, literally, I mean, which was interesting, because that, I've had this slow planner, which snails are slow, and then, like, there was this whole period after that where, and I, I, she, I'm sure she has all these random pictures of snails, because I'm look, like, look, here's another one, because <laughs> not that long after, we came home, and there was a giant snail, like, this big, just... And I have a video of it, like a time-lapse video of it, just crawling up our back garden door. Me and Charlotte even made up a song about it. (laughs) Um, And then another, and then like a week or two later, I open up the front door, and there's just a little snail just sitting right in front of our front door. I've never seen one there before or after that, but like, it was just like all of the time there was just like snails randomly showing up in my life like after I pulled that card it was it's just funny yeah. like Kelly. it seems really silly but it's just it's you know yeah I mean? I mean to me it's really obvious it's the reminder of it's okay to slow down like you don't have to go mm. headlong and fast forward into everything okay so yeah, here's it definitely made us slow down didn't it so. yes it did it uh, yeah <laughs> and I don't for a slow not not right not a coincidence either I'm sure but here's an interesting synchronicity so I was working yesterday at the tasting room and at, at the stand we have outside for people to come up and do curbside there we have one of those umbrellas up well we turn around and look and there's a snail hanging from the umbrella from the bottom side and we took all these pictures of it because we're like that's so funny I've never seen that and we're all like how did he get up there and but I mean weird that that snail popped in you know like just and it this is what I talk about when I say I get these weird like messages of things that are coming sometimes that way and I don't know what it is and I don't see it but it's the way that you know that that we're being reminded to stay the course you know like here here it's coming and it also helps me to trust that especially when I do get a message that feels really pertinent in the moment to trust it so I don't know that's the kind of weird synchronicity we experience all the time (laughs) there was another aspect just before that where at summer camp we all had to pick a nature offering as well Mm -hmm. this was before I pulled that card and I found two little snail shells, like from the lake, a, a like a white one and a dark one. And that was kind of like my, I don't know, I just, I've, I've really liked the duality of the sense of that light and dark, like yin and yang and stuff, you know. And so I put that in as, as my offering and they were little snail shells. And then I even picked some up to bring home with me. And then I pulled that card and then all these snails kept showing up in my life. And it's that the whole spiral thing is very significant to me as well. So. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember when you were sharing some of that. Yeah. That's so, that's so cool. But I, I love that I had this experience with this little snail yesterday because it just, for me kind of like reaffirms this, that what we're doing here today. So anyway, that's awesome. So gosh, it's almost been an hour and, um, so I'm not having to rush as we close off here. Um, Kelly, thanks for coming on and talking to me. I I miss my sister a lot, so it's fun to see her face. Mm-hmm. And um and uh the actually aside from the fact that we have these great things in common and this connection and these synchronicities, um, so I wanted her to be on here and be weird with me for a little while. Kelly and I are actually going to be launching our own 
um, podcast. It won't be it won't be live like this one. It'll be a podcast that we're calling Conversations with My Sister. And um, it'll be a lot like this. And one of the fun things about our conversations is they go all over the place. And we talk about really cool things. Um, like we said, sometimes things that other people aren't comfortable talking about with us. But um, we really feel like um, there are out people out there that are going to get it. And, and, and the idea of having a relationship, a close connection and, and relationship with your sister for sure is something a lot of people can connect with. But I think also the different topics that come up for us and um, surely we'll be sharing a lot of synchronicities and cool, weird stuff on there too. Um, but I think it'll, there'll be a lot about, you know, we're both parents, we're both mamas, but with at very different stages of parenting. So that will probably come up. Um, yeah, I ask Lauren about things about my kids all the time. Yes. <laughs> is this normal? Is my kids supposed to be in this when I'm a horrible parent? Yeah. Yeah. We're all, the normal thing is we're all horrible parents. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Oh, our cousin Beth equally weird hi cousin beth so she says here kelly here i'm going to pull up her thing so we can read it on the um, thing this morning there was a story on npr about an artist who wrote a song about a snail see see our weird family we're all i I, am well charlotte and i made up um a song to uh incy wincy spider but it's and we have little we have little um hand gestures that say the little slimy snail crawled up the garden door. Down came the rain and she scooted up some more. Out came the sun and dry, time to find some shade. And the little slimy snail went back to hide again. Anyway. Aw, so all you you whiskey drinking mamas out there, you could teach that song to your kid. I love it. I, I love it. I purposely gave um, made it say a girl yeah. a little slimy snail was a girl because I feel like we're always talking about boys and <laughs> males and everything is male where I was like yeah. oh what a cute, cute little kitty cat he's so cute and I'm like well it might be a she she's so cute <laughs> yeah it might be that's, that's, might our masculine, be. that's our masculine world for us. Yeah, that's right. Well, way for, way way to go empowering uh, your sweet Charlotte and, and helping her with that song. That's so cute. I love that you shared that. Uh, Beth said she that's the second story about yeah, a snail that she's heard. <laughs> What's that? This is why I'm weird, because I'll just sing you random kids. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not the only reason you're weird. But anyway, if you guys want to um, tune in. Um, I'll be sure to share that. We'll both share it on our um, on our pages, and I'm sure we'll get some social media um, pages set up um, for conversations with my sister. I'm really looking forward to that. And um, just to kind of wrap up here, so this was um, episode eight of Whiskey and Weird, and I'm going to round this season up um, with two more episodes, one on uh, December 16th, with my top fan on Whiskey and Weird, I love it, and um, a, a high school, a schoolmate of mine, Sean Core, who's on here, and we're going to be mixing some, we're going to be sharing some cocktails for the holidays, um, and, you know, talking, have him share a little bit of his weird and why he, you know, likes to listen in on the show, and then on Wednesday the 30th, my amazing children, <laughs> my amazing children, Emily and Noah, have agreed to come on the show with me um, and uh, just kind of, that is going to be a good one. Um, 
Yay, that is your dad's birthday, Beth. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, so they're going to be on on the 30th. And, you know, I, I had the idea because I see this shirt pop up on my Facebook feed all the time that says, um, having a weird mom builds character. So, um, so I'm going to have them on to share a lot of characters. Yeah. (laughs) That's where we get our character from Kelly. We have a weird mom too. Um, so anyway, you guys, thanks so much for being here today. Um, thanks for listening right now. Thanks for watching the replay. Thanks for listening in on, on your favorite podcast. And thank you to my, um, my beautiful, amazing, weird sister, Kelly. I'm so glad you were here. And Emily says, Emily says, don't hype us up too much. She says she doesn't know if they'll live up to it. I'm sure that they will. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll, we'll see you soon. Stay weird. All right. We did it, Kelly. We talked yeah. We talked for a whole hour. Yeah. That was good. We had a good we had a good number of people. I wasn't sure how many people